from Luendo School of Science and Math. Welcome to school. Today is your first day here, and all above else, we'd like to congratulate you on being accepted into such a prestigious school. Miss Astra, before we start anything, we'd like to introduce you to our school rules. Number one, currently you are standing in front of the front office. On either side of the welcome desk, there are two doors. You are only permitted to use the left door. The right door will always be slightly open, but you are not under any circumstance to use the right door. We have a strict dress code to match our high standards here. Ladies are to wear skirts no shorter than two inches above the knee, and the collar of your shirt should not plunge. If you are to wear a sleeveless shirt or a dress, the strap should not be thinner than two inches in width. You are not to wear open-toed shoes, nail polish, or makeup. Number three, there will be absolutely no sexual activity on campus. Number four, there will be no cheating at all or anything. Failure to abide by this rule, even once, will result in immediate expulsion. Number five, you may notice that your shadow is missing. This means nothing. We ask you to do not make a big deal out of it. Number six. If you think you hear fake screams, you don't. It's all in your head, Ms. Astra. Number seven. There will be no drug or alcohol use on campus. Number eight. Sometimes the lights shut off for a few minutes. This is only for a technical malfunction. If your instructor is missing when the lights turn back on, do not fret. Bless you release the beast. We have very diverse student body. We ask you that you do not discriminatory toward any other student, regardless of color, creed, sexuality, religion, or species. Please clean up after yourself when you have completed a meal. Make sure to either throw away your utensils in the provided bin or disinfect them thoroughly. It will be unfortunate if one of them or to get your DNA off of a used fork. We would like to emphasize that it is important for you to not go through the door at the right of the welcome desk. You must follow this rule for the sake of your physical and psychological health. Any accidents or injuries that occur are more than likely as a direct result of your refusal to follow these school rules. Egoro we are not liable for any injuries, accidents, or sudden deaths. We do hope you enjoy your stay here at the beautiful Lowendo School of Science and Math. Everything will go smoothly as long as you abide by our rules. Sincerely, Mark Lowendo. This last story is called The Wrong Stop. It's 2.30 p.m. and my usual routine of starting to make dinner is underway, which isn't difficult considering I'm the only cooking for myself. Tonight, I decided on making homemade baked macaroni and cheese, which I just put in the oven. As I was going to turn the oven up a few degrees, I can't help but notice an unfamiliar sound in the front of my house. It almost sounds like the garbage truck, but today is Tuesday. So I say to myself, it can't be. Heavens no, 
I say out loud as I see a boy outside of my kitchen window, no older than eight years old, get off the bus and head towards my house. I quickly headed to my front door located in my kitchen and opened the door. Hi, Grandma, the little boy says to me. I'm left completely tongue-tied as I have no children and for some reason this boy is calling me Grandma. It's unusually cold outside, so I'll let him inside. The boy has a certain comfort level and takes his sneakers off like he has been in my house before. Then he walks towards my living room and sits on the couch. I have no frame of reference on how to respond to a situation like this and I don't want to scare him away so I say, How was your day today? It was good, the boy responded. How is your mom? I asked. She's fine, the boy replied. Do you know how you're getting home? No, mommy didn't tell me, the boy replied. I'm fairly certain that I should call 911, but I'm also taken aback on the comfort level this boy has in my house. Being a single, older woman, I'm also a little wary that something malicious might be going on, like I might be getting scammed, but I don't know for sure. I really don't know what to ask, so I say, Do you want me to make you something? Macaroni and cheese, the boy replied. That response seemed pretty made up. That response pretty much made me stop dead in my tracks, for I thought to myself, How did this boy know I was cooking macaroni and cheese? Why did you ask for macaroni and cheese? I said, Because. That's what I asked for, the boy replied. That's what you always ask for? For when? I asked. When I come here. That statement really shook me to my core because there was no more beating around the bush. This boy thinks he knows me and he thinks he's been here before. But why choose this house? Did his mother write a note for the bus driver to stop him off here? Do they know oh, I live alone and are using the boy to scope out my house? Today, uh, now I can't recall the last time I decided to bake macaroni and cheese. Maybe two years ago when I was watching Marantha Stewart. I really don't recall what compelled me to make it today. But more importantly... I keep asking myself, who is this boy? Ever since I retired from the post office, my days have been filled with nothing more than reading Reddit stories or watching cooking shows. It's not really how I envisioned my life would be, but case, sir, I keep trying to tell myself. Let me go check on the macaroni cheese, I say to the boy. I go in the kitchen and see that it's ready to be taken out of the oven, so I put some mac and cheese on a plate and bring it into the living room. The boy has on the TV and is watching Woody Woodpecker. Oh, you like watching this cartoon? I ask. Yeah, it's my favorite, the boy responds. And at that moment, I'm taken aback to time in my life where I thought my life would have went different direction. A time when I used to run around like 
I am now fetching mac and cheese. You don't like to watch Spongebob or Pokemon? I asked. Sometimes I do, but my mom doesn't like me watching those shows too much. We get and we both watched Woody Woodpecker together, the boy explains. My eyes almost start to tear up as my mind drifts back again to a simpler and happy time when my daughter would take over the television on Saturday mornings to watch cartoons, as my husband would requench the television and reluctantly oblige. I'm overtaken with emotions because I purposely tried to keep this memory to a minimum. Life didn't necessarily turn out the way I expected it would. The old proverbial phrase, the best laid plans of mice and men sometimes go awar, really resonates with me in my current situation. I turn my attention away from the calling the police to first make sure this boy is okay for now, as I pull myself together. What can I get you to drink? Strawberry flavored milk, the boy responded. This time, my brain put up warning flags that a potential scam could be occurring here, because this little boy was mirroring exactly what I used to get from my own daughter. But then, my brain started to question that logically. Who would know my daughter's go-to choices of her favorite cartoons, her favorite food, and her favorite drink? Moreover, this boy is a complete stranger to me, who was literally dropped off by some random bus. Where I was too confused on watching the boy walk towards my house and picking on the number on the yellow bus or actual name of the school. I go back into my kitchen in the days. I look in the refrigerator to see I have strawberries to blend with milk. I look around and realize I don't have any strawberries. Then my eyes look onto one of my kitchen cabinets. The kitchen cabinet where I store my ingredients that I don't typically use. My eyes can't turn away from the cabinet because when I saw uh, I was at the grocery store and I saw the news click came with its own nostalgic strawberry powder tin that sometimes compelled me to buy it two weeks ago. I remember being in the grocery store and holding the can for 20 minutes at 7 a.m. in the morning as I was one of the only customers at the store. As I held the can, I remember how my daughter used to see the same tin can in the store and say, Mommy, can I get this? Now, I fully recall having that strawberry powder mixed in the house, and I grab it from the cabinet. I take it out, and now I just can't stop crying. I go to the fridge and get the milk, and pour the milk into a glass with the strawberry powdered mix. I really try to pull myself together, but I really never had an opportunity to fully understand that part of my life that was taken away from me. Before going to bring the drink to the boy, I wipe away my tears. As I walk into the living room, I see the photo of me and my daughter and my husband on the wall from the late 1980s. And I remember when this house was once bustling with happiness and joy. The boy takes a drink from my hand and says, Thank you. I've been living alone for so many years now 
and I've forgotten what to do after I gave the drink to the boy as I stand awkwardly in the living room. I do have one pressing question, and I'm reluctant, reluctant to ask this boy. A question that I call questions my own mental health, but also piques my curiosity. Is there anything else I can get for you? No, I'm okay, the boy responded. By the way, besides mom, or mommy, what's your mother's name? I asked the boy. Valenza, the boy replied. After hearing that word, Valenza, my brain instantaneously went into Y2K mode and was overloaded because I was taken aback to a time when my husband and I were on our honeymoon to Puerto Rico and we both fell in love with each other at the hotel we stayed at and it was called Hotel Valenza. So much so that we named our daughter after the hotel and both adored Valenza. I can picture me and my husband holding hands and fast forwarding to giving birth to our daughter several years later. I can't snap out of this memory trance that I have ventured down into because there has been there has been no one in this suburban neighborhood with that same name since my daughter. My brain doesn't want to come back to reality it's still processing everything. This is a known boy has pretended. My brain doesn't want to come back to reality because it's still processing everything this unknown boy has presented me today. The boy finishes the glass of strawberry milk and slams it down on the coffee table, almost to get my brain to stop thinking about the thought of my daughter and husband leaving the house. My brain painfully pauses on that thought and the boy uncuriously looks into my eyes as a young boy typically don't do and says, Grandma, I'm going to go outside and play. As he gets up and leaves the house, I know I will never see him again. As my brain presses play again, I see my husband and daughter leaving the house to never return from that car accident that took both of their lives in 1988. Okay, thank you guys for watching. I really appreciate it a lot. If you like this video, be sure to drop a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. And on my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you followed like I said, thanks a lot for watching. I'll see you guys in the next story.